The Second Generation Podcast is a space to discuss issues and experiences unique to second-generation millennials living in North America. I want to tell untold stories that are often not documented, and through this, insert the perspectives of this unique demographic into the mainstream narratives about life, work, family, politics, and everything else in between. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Second Generation Podcast. This is your host, Sahar Shafiq. Today's episode is about art, media, and storytelling, particularly in the time of COVID-19. Our guest today is Romana Qasim, who is a multidisciplinary artist and storyteller. Romana uses a variety of mediums to express the many feelings that she experiences as a woman of color in Toronto. She has made some really cool murals. She's recently launched a single called Holding Space. It's on Spotify. She has experience doing a Mendy henna business as a side gig in a very creative way. I won't spoil it. You can listen to it in the episode interview. And most recently, you might have seen her work on the Black Lives Matter mural that was on the streets in Kensington Market, which you've most likely seen online. It was such a beautiful mural. And Romana created one of the letters in that mural. So without getting into too much and, and spoiling the rest of the conversation, uh, I'm just going to play it for you. And I hope that you enjoy it. Hi, Romana. Hi. How are you doing today? I am good. The sun is shining, which is very exciting. So feeling good. Yeah. Oh, How are you? Um, I'm good. I've had a really busy day, uh, but it's great to talk to you and end it with this interview. So I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited too. Cool, cool. So just curious, we've all been quarantining. What does quarantining look like in your household? Um, it's definitely not that different from what I was doing before. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, as an artist, um, and who's self-employed, I have my studio space inside my my home. Um, so not much really change in, on that front. Um, the biggest difference now is my partner is also at home. Um, so it's been a little bit of an, like, an interesting dance, you know, to try to, to, to balance that. Um, and like, we're fortunate enough that we have a, a two bedroom space. So one of the rooms had already been my studio so I'm just kind of spending way more time in there um and he's sort of doing his thing uh in the living room and we've set up like a desk and a whole you know a whole scene for him so um but I mean it's it's definitely interesting to have to go from being an artist in your own space to having to share space so it was it was an adjustment for sure but um I think we're like six weeks in I don't even know I feel like yeah. it's all one one big day, but fi we're finally, we're finally feeling good about it. So, so it's good. That's good. And has your work been impacted by like the way that you're working? Has it been impacted by the quarantine or is um, it just like, you're still in your studio doing your thing? I'm still in my studio doing my thing for sure. But, um, I think like as a creator, especially in the first couple of weeks of this pandemic, 
I was having such a challenging time creating at all. Um, mm. And I did, you know, I, I have a large artist community and I found that a lot of us were experiencing this. And I think for me as an artist, I'm also, um, I think like one thing that makes me or, or allows me to create and express in the way I do is the fact that I'm in, so in touch with my emotions and all I could feel was like the, you know, the anxiety and sort of like, the uncertainty and the destruction, like destruction of the world um, mm -hmm. in the first couple of weeks. And so I literally could not create anything. Like I was just like, I'm just going to sleep. I'm going to watch as much Netflix as possible, eat a lot of chocolate, like do all the things that I needed to do to feel better. Um, because I just, nothing was coming out. It was, it was a very, um, it was a very interesting time for me, for sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people went through something similar and I've done some reading about it and it's it this all the context in which we're in, a lot of people feel it subconsciously and it like some people of course feel really shitty, but then there's other people who just like even myself find themselves slower at work or mm -hmm. just distracted and not wanting to do the same things as before and I think we've all collectively just been trying to process what's been happening for sure. So, yeah. I feel that. So how, well, why don't you tell me about your work? Like what kind of art do you do? And just talk to me about that. So I have a few practices. Um, I do custom murals um, and I work with a lot of startups um, and other corporations to help them sort of creatively tell the story of their brand or you know like kind of like how their business came to fruition um and then I also am a painter and I have my my own pieces that I create um and the intention behind that is to try to tell the story of the South Asian diaspora um like in Canada um I found that there wasn't a lot of art really visual art that was representative of that experience um so I really feel like passionate about bringing bringing that to light um in visual art and then I am also a singer-songwriter um I just released my first single yeah um, congratulations yes. thank you super exciting um and I've actually been singing my whole life uh I just when I when I finally sort of took this leap of faith and you know decided to follow a more like artistic um, path, I think singing was something that I never thought was achievable or attainable. And I was like, murals is way easier, or like Mendy is way easier, which is where I started. So oh no um, way, yeah. So it feels really feels really beautiful to finally come back to you know to this thing that I've always loved and just felt like I could never do. Wow. So you, in what you just described, you were talking about growing up and not seeing like art that represented your identity. Can I ask like, where did you grow up? Was it in Canada or elsewhere? And when did you start noticing that? And when did you get into the work that you would do and how? That's a lot um, of questions. <laughs> That's yeah, a lot I'm, of questions at once. But... I'm, I'm going to try to answer that. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, I grew up in, um, I grew up in Thorncliffe, which is, um, in East York. 
Uh, and from there we moved to Markham. Um, and then from Markham, I spent like a lot of my, most of my time there. And, um, and then we moved to, and then, uh, sorry, I moved to Toronto. Um, so I feel like I didn't become conscious of the fact that I wasn't being represented, um, until about like five years ago. Um, and I think I'll, I've, I've had conversations with a lot of people who kind of, you know, had this discovery while they were in university. Um, but that for whatever reason, just wasn't something that I was aware of at the time. In hindsight, I can definitely be like, wow, like that, like I never, I never saw myself in the media. I never saw myself in so many spaces and places, um, which I think is obviously changing now. Um, but it definitely wasn't in my, in my consciousness until, yeah, I would say about the last five years. And how did you get into the arts? Um, I had always been a very creative kid. Um, and it's interesting growing up in a South Asian household. Um, that's not always something that's, you know, encouraged. Um, and so I think like, especially in, in elementary school and high school, art or any, any sort of like creative thing was almost like something you did only after you finished your math homework. Um, <laughs> And so it was so something, true. yeah, it was like, oh, if you finish your Kumon, you can go paint. And so, I mean, which is what I did, but so I never really was like, I never thought of it as anything outside of a hobby for the longest time, because that's kind of like the conditions I grew up in, um, which I think like, I, 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 in hindsight, I can understand that. But uh, at the time, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, math's the most important thing in the world. So that makes sense. Um, and so I have been singing, painting, doing all this like creative stuff since I was a child. Um, I didn't, I didn't really think to pursue anything with it until um, I left the corporate world. And that oh, was you about- You worked in the corporate world. I worked in the corporate world. Oh yeah, I did that thing. Um, and I mean, you have to, I feel like after university, that was like, that was kind of what you were supposed to do. And so I've definitely followed that path. Um, which I feel like all good Indian girls are supposed to do. And, um, and I hated it a lot, um, but I still stuck it out um, because I think I didn't have, you know, like the confidence yet to sort of like up and leave just yet. And I'm glad that I waited because I was able to also save money and um, then use the money that I saved to sort of invest in my practice. Um, but I, when I left the last job I was in, um, before starting this creative path, uh, I literally was like, I need to, I need to do something when I leave. And the one thing that came up very easily for me was I'm going to create a Mendy business because Mendy is something that I already know how to do. I know that there's definitely a demand for it. Um, and there wasn't really a barrier of entry for me cause I already knew the skill. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I already understood the market. Um, and I think like, one thing that I do in all my practices is like, I'm very big on innovation. So I created this, you know, this like creative business and it was, it was called my Mendy story. And the intention was to help brides tell the story of their love through their Mendy. Oh and my God, I love that. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Like I, you know, I put lyrics in, in some people's Mendy and I would put like the Toronto skyline what? and it yeah, it was definitely something that hadn't that wasn't happening yet. And it was super cool. And I think a lot of 
millennial and like younger brides definitely were resonating and um I had a lot of support and it was amazing um and so that's that was kind of my first introduction into sort of like the creative space and and it's interesting because my first my first like I guess step into it was still very um it was still very much like I still very much prioritizing business. Like I hadn't got to this, the point where I just wanted to create just to create. I was like, okay, Mendy is like easy and I can make money from it. Cool. So um, it wasn't until like, till a little while later where I was like, I want to just create for the sake of creating um, and make art because I need, I, I want to make it not because I feel like I need to, I need to create a profit from it. That came a little bit later. Wow. I have so many questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had no idea that you worked corporate. So I'm assuming you didn't study arts in university. What did you study? Oh, definitely not. Um, I studied, I started with a, there was this thing called undecided major that you could do. I don't know if yeah. it's still a thing. Um, so like literally indicating that I had no idea why I was here. Um, and then after the first year, you're kind of like forced to choose a major. and. I then I think I chose psychology because it was like easy or not easy, but it was something that I was like, had some sort of interest in. Um, then I dropped out of school um, for, and I just like worked and, you know, did my thing for like a year. And when I came back, I decided to enroll in a um, like an English program. And so I ended up graduating with a, an English degree. Okay. Wow. And then how long did you work in the corporate sector? Um, I, th I think I did it for like nine years. Oh, wow. That was a long time. Okay. Yeah. Like when I look at your Instagram page, it just looks like you've been doing this all your life. Like your whole life has trained you for this. And this is all you've ever been doing because your stuff is so vibrant and creative and beautiful and sophisticated and I would just never imagine that you had a whole other life before you started doing this stuff it's funny because I don't I I don't even remember it um it, so it's I mean I also wow. I feel like it was said it was like literally lifetimes ago um and it's it just so wasn't really who I was um and so I also can't I can't relate to it um so which wow. is probably why my Instagram reflects that. <laughs> so how, if I can ask, because I think it's a very like practical consideration that a lot of artists have. You are talking about how now you're just creating for the sake of creating and not making profit. So is it that your time in the corporate sector allows you the stability to do that? Or how, like, how do you sustain that? Um. I think like what I, what I meant by that is like, I'm not only driven by profit. So, mm. um, you know, I, I've been doing this now for almost four years, three or four years, can't remember. Um, and I've gotten to this place in my career where I know my value. And so I, I, I definitely still need gigs that'll, you know, help me survive. Um, yeah. which of course has slowed down during this time. Um, but I feel like, so for example, my mural practice right now has kind of become, you know, the bread and butter that allows me to then create the music. Um, cause you know, creating music is, is expensive. And so that's kind of how I've been working right now. So it is really cool to still be able to 
have like two creative paths, one that's like able to, you know, give me some sort of sustenance and then one that's like truly just creative. Yeah. And how do your parents now feel about the work that you do now that you're doing this full time? Oh, they are so proud. Um, oh, that's I mean, awesome. it, it definitely took them a while um, to come around, which I also understand. I think um, I don't think they, you know, there wasn't a lot of examples of people like me in our community growing up. So um, I don't think they understood that it was, you know, it was something that that I could eat from. Um, but yeah, they they love it. They're they're so proud. They're they're always they're always sharing my work with all their friends. And so, Aww. yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. What do you think made them come around? Um, I think like, since I started to pursue this path, the conversations that I'm having with them have been more open than ever before. And so mm. a lot of it is helping them understand um, and also being able to like see through their lens. So uh, and, and I think the reality, and I always forget this is before they came here, they too were also entrepreneurs and artists and creators, right? It's just that they came here and they were like, okay, let's survive. So let's take any job that we can and just, you know, just figure out how to get food on the table. So they have experienced it and maybe mm -hmm. not, maybe not, maybe not their generation specifically, but their parents or whoever. Um, it's just something that they didn't think was possible. And so I often remind them that, you know, you came here so that I, that, so that I could do this and I am. And so and they, they have a, di they have a completely different understanding of it than they did five years ago. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so my next question is about your identity as a storyteller. So you say that you're a storyteller and I'm just curious through all of the work that you do through the various mediums, what is the story that you're trying to tell with your art? I think for me, I feel like it's a responsibility of mine to um, like speak the truth of my people and my culture. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't necessarily feel like one medium is specific to one story. Um, I, I feel that, whatever medium I choose to express in um I feel like I, I always need to have that intention sort of around it um and I think like one thing I'm I'm learning also is not everybody you know can can create um these like stories and sort of like make them beautiful and accessible and so mm -hmm. that that makes that makes me want to um to pursue that even even more if that makes sense it's like it's almost like sometimes I'm like, okay, you were chosen. So mm -hmm. go like, go sing the record or whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, I truly, I truly enjoy sort of like creating a voice for the voiceless. That's so awesome. And like, again, looking, I wish that podcasts weren't only audio because I wish <laughs> I could just force people to go on your page and like, look at what I'm referring to. But I think that the work that you do really does reflect that and in all of its colors and intricacy like it's just so beautiful thank you so thank you for for doing that oh it's a pleasure <laughs> so in terms of your work when you look back 
uh, on the past few years, what would you say is your, this sounds like such a job interview question, but I don't mean it that way. Like, what is your proudest accomplishment? Um, <laughs> I think, honestly, I think it was dropping this single. Um, I think. Why? Tell me more about that. So I think it's because I had such a, like an interesting relationship to um, like creating music, putting music out and, and all of that. I think like, I just remember being a lot younger and literally feeling like, oh my God, I'll never be able to do that. Um, so it was, it's, I think, I think what I'm trying to say, it has been so, uh, exciting to sort of like unlearn whatever it was that, that was stopping me from actually doing what I truly wanted to do. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is that I had to unlearn. I think it was probably a series of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, a lot of it had to do with the fact that growing up, I didn't, I never saw, I literally never saw anyone that looked like me do this ever. Um, and, and to be honest, I don't, I still don't really see that many people. I could think of like maybe two, you know, um, brown femme, like femme identifying like people that are doing this work. Um, and so still it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's, it's all that possible. So it does feel really, it feels really great to, to finally have been able to, to accomplish that. And I, and I think music as has always been like the closest to my soul. So, um, if it feels like I'm kind of, I'm finally, you know, if I finally arrived, my spirit finally showed up. Um, and so for that reason, it's, it's, it's probably like the, the greatest accomplishment to this to yeah to date that's so awesome and it's unfortunate that we're in a global pandemic but just wondering how your I mean I guess we kind of touched on this before but has that changed the schedule of what you're going to be doing yeah I I definitely had some live shows and pop-up experiences um that I had planned in fact the the launch of the actual single had been delayed by six weeks because mm-hmm. um when I had finally like put it up on Spotify and other platforms um oh, Trudeau had made the announcement that we were closing our borders and I was like oh my god this is like this is a serious thing so I, I had to make the decision to to not put anything out and it it made sense for me it just didn't feel mm-hmm. like the right time mm-hmm. um so which is why it's happening now um but yeah I mean it's definitely definitely impacted um not only the plans that I had but you know my ability to get gigs um Mm -hmm. and all that I mean it it is really cool to see uh, a lot of organizations creating platforms for artists to perform on you know on different like online platforms um but I mean it definitely for one of the things that I was most excited about as a, as a visual artist and a musician, I had this, um, I had this whole experiential component to, to what you like to my concerts. And I'm currently in the brainstorming phase of how to now translate that on online. Um, Cause experiences is definitely one of, definitely like a, an area that I like to play in. And so um I'm, I'm definitely challenged, um, but I'm, I'm a problem solver and I'm, I'm excited to take it on, but it definitely threw a wrench in my plans for sure. Yeah, that's so unfortunate, but um, 
I'm sure there's going to be lots of opportunities to build momentum online too. Yeah, for sure. So how can we support artists during this time? Because I know a lot of artists are facing gigs that have been canceled or trouble getting work. Do you, you're pretty plugged into the artist community, you said. So what have you been hearing about how we can support? A lot of artists right now are, you know, like visual artists, for example, are sort of like reselling prints and stuff like that, just kind of offering up merchandise or or prints um, from which I think is like a great way to support Um, because obviously we're not, we're not going to galleries and stuff. Um, I've seen a lot like more of that than ever before. They're also selling merch and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you have the means that seems like something pretty easy that we can do. Um, And then on the musical side, I, I've seen a lot of artists that do um, that are doing lives right now. And um, at the bottom of their lives, they have like a, like a link to like a PayPal or something where you can support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been, that, that has also been something that I, that I feel like, you know, is like an easy way to, to sort of support artists in this, in this time. All right. That's really good to know. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share? About, about my art? About your art, about you? Um, I mean, I have a live c- coming up tomorrow. Um, okay. Oh, I don't know if this will be posted by tomorrow. Okay. So then, no. Um, I mean, it's I'm doing I'm doing a live series actually every Wednesday. So okay. The, um, and it's gonna be on Instagram at eight p.m. And the the track the single that I just put out it's called Holding Space. Um, and it's it's actually a track about sort of like creating emotional, mental, physical boundaries. Um. And like giving permission to say no to the things that no longer serve you or just don't serve you at all. Um, And I think now more than ever before, like that message is important. And so before pandemic, one of the pop-ups that I was going to host was actually around sort of educating people and and sort of bringing awareness to this idea of holding space um, and how, you know, people of color, women specifically are often found doing this for people in the name of love or in the name of friendship and obviously that's not going to happen you know in real life anytime soon so I was like how could I how could I take this conversation online and so what I'm doing is um I'm I'm having I'm having like a conversation and performance live series where I'm going to be talking to a bunch of different women in Toronto the like in the Toronto arts community um about how how they're holding space right now, how they hold space in their lives um, and how to create boundaries to, you know, to still feel like emotionally, physically and mentally safe um, followed by performance. So, and I have some like really amazing um, women that I'm going to be speaking to. So that's exciting. and something to look forward to. That is so cool. And I feel like that's a concept that I've only just learned. Like I didn't even know what that term meant until probably last year. Oh, Was it yeah. even a term? Like, is this a new thing? <laughs> so I mean, it sounds so out of date but I, I I don't know I mean I also only started to use it like last year or the year before I can't remember um I think it also some like it also has to do with like the communities you're part of um mm-hmm. but it's definitely a new-ish term that's for sure um yeah. and I think it's something that 
you know, all of us have been doing, like, in- including our parents and our grandparents for, for centuries. It's just mm-hmm. we finally have language to sort of the describe what it is. Uh, yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, good luck with everything. And thanks so much for making the time for this. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for, for having me. Thank <laughs> you.